Blog Talk Radio. Now, here we go. Oh, gosh, thank you so much for coming over to Harmony Hall for the radio show this afternoon. And uh, I know you've got a couple of other missions in the neighbourhood, but very much appreciated. Yes, it's, it's nice to be here. Brilliant. And uh, <laughs> Now, I've got Giantan here, and he's a... Um, He's coming to share his musical inspiration. Now, uh, whether you'd be able to articulate it in words, lots of musicians, they, everything has to be said through a song. It may yeah. be in words, it can, sometimes they feel a bit strung together, don't they? You know, with, without yeah, well, should we get the words going and see what happens? <laughs> Push comes to shove, we'll just press delete and play a couple of songs, to be honest. <laughs> but, yeah, we say... Um, it, yeah, this, the, we call the show Healing from Harmony Hall, um, and it's the Creating Calm Network. So it's kind of quite fun to to focus on the healing that's possible, using yeah. the sacred geometry, using the acoustic design. And you've got some background in that as well, because you were interested in the sacred geometry and and the energy flow and sustainability in, in building as well. Where did that? How did that come about? Sustainability is great words, you know. Um, how did it come about? Well, I was always interested in I was always interested in the in the environment, and and kind of realised from a very early age that there was something uh, we were doing something things didn't so actually with disregard act yeah things didn't add up, and I suppose you know pollution was one of the easiest things to see that we were throwing things into our rivers, and we were. Um, Disrespecting our forests and the well, the Amazon forest, I suppose, was the biggest kind of you know, news item area, yeah. where you could see. I mean, the scientists had had shown that uh, the destruction that was that was taking place, and I suppose it's miles I, every day, wasn't it? it probably yeah. still is miles of being cut down. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose when I. Um, started making my own money and started uh, creating my own homestead situation. Brilliant. Um, I was faced... Well, of course, I did architectural technology as well. I thought so there was I got architecture into the, there, yeah. I got, into, I got into building and then I had this interest in the environment and in the 80s when I was starting off, there wasn't an awful lot going on. Uh, but, you know, Greenpeace and Friends of the Earth were kind of raising awareness slowly and there's a few good groups in England in particular um, what was the names of I can't remember the groups in England, there's a number of building groups, yeah I suppose I, got, I learned a lot from a lot of environmentally friendly building sustainably groups in, uh, in England and I became a member of some of those and used to get their magazines did that include the Earthship no idea? No, that came afterwards. Uh, well, the Earthship started. That started in in America, in yes. in, in California, and oh, then was it? yeah, it's really. I think the Earthships where they build the tires up against the bank of Earth and they have the Earth. It's kind of half in the ground and half outside. Brilliant. I feel I, I could be wrong on this one. I feel it's really for a very warm climate, really. I don't know whether oh, it the might just all run down the moisture in the earth 
from the rain that we have here in this country, which is the the best place for it. But um, yeah, so I was doing architectural technology and I was working in architects' offices. But yeah, when I when it came then the time to build my own home, which is really what I always wanted to do, I was able to put all this stuff that I was reading into practice. I was a bit of you know. A little bit too much gung-ho on it as well. I was so <laughs> bloody... Might as well go for it. Oh, God, I was so... So this had to be done so well. I mean, I was... Attention to detail. Really heavy on it, attention to detail. I mean, you know, recycling is a great uh, is a great philosophy and reuse, but you can you can take these philosophies, I suppose, and really run yourself into the ground with them as well, yeah. you know. The philosophies are fine, but, yeah, I suppose when you use the word sustainability, I, I love the word in some ways because you can be sustainable mm. and you can have a beautiful, sustainable house and you can be taking care of the forest, but are you sustainably taking care of yourself, darling? But, <laughs> well, this is exactly this, what I was going to say. This is what life is asking me. Yeah, and what do you say about reuse? And you can end up very quickly hoarding... You, uh, endless amounts of bits of things. Yeah, um, it used to be me. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Still is a bit. But also then what I... Um, well, absolutely. Uh, Taking not the nails to be out of the timber, straightening the nails and putting them back into the new piece of timber. Woo! <laughs> now, that is taking it to the absolute... I just wanted, to, just wanted to tell you how far I went. <laughs> I like it. For though, for though. Yes, well, I think... I mean, that is, that is wonderful because, you know, it, it, you... You um, you wanted to apply yourself, and lots of people, uh, you know, uh, stop themselves before they get even halfway creative. Let alone, you know, fulfil a dream of building a house. Let alone, you know, allowing themselves to really explore the the purpose and use and uh, value of every little bit of building material. Yeah, well, I suppose that is the good side of what I did, right? Yes. and that's true. But it's. Um, well, it took me to build my first dream home on a beautiful patch of land in Tipperary, which I still have. Most but beautiful thing. It took me to build that with all sorts of weird angles and all sorts of weird materials that people said, what are you doing? God almighty, look at that. And <laughs> we, That's only in Ireland that would have a God almighty. We got it up, we finished the building, we had moved in and... Well, we had moved all our stuff in and then the building went up on fire and to see that go up in flames. But it took that level of commitment to the, what's the word that you used? Um, Sustainable the, philosophy. The commitment to, is that, is that what you said? Yes. The commitment. Oh, an application. To, an application. Yes. To finding the best way or to finding the sustainable way. Certainly I would say that that was, you know, my overall focus. I would have been... Yeah, I would, I would have been very committed to finding the best practice, the best way of living I would have done. Yes. And I, I still think I do. Yes. And well, I, say, I think that's my bottom line. Well, I th and, and maybe our top line as well. I mean, I, I remember when I was at university. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because when, you talk, when people talk about life, they talk life. about bottom line. Yeah. Um, and Hobbes said, you know, man's life is nasty, brutish, and short. They were the only things you could say about, um, you know, for definite, about man's life is that it's going to be polarised and a bit selfish and brutish 
because it's going to have some animal basic beast needs and shorts because it's obviously fairly finite. Yeah. Um, and I always felt very strongly, and you obviously do too, that there is a top line, an aspiration, something that humanity yeah. and human life is capable of. Yeah, and I love that kind of idea because it's the thing that keeps them going, I think. Of course. Um, and when your house has gone up on fire, I mean, I mean, the general, uh, the, the general vibe that most people brought to me is, oh, God, wasn't it terrible? And, but actually, so I, I saw a lot of the, the, in the, in looking for that sustainable way of living yeah. and that application to the best practice, brought me to see, well, Fionn is the best practice really in the establishment of a beautiful home and a beautiful field that's going to nourish your family? Is that the is that where it all is at? You know, and to see the to see the the pain and the anguish and the energy and the anxiety and the destruction. No, to see the emotional um, angst. I think that I put into the building of the ah. house, go up with the flames and realize Jesus, excuse, excuse my excuse of word Jesus, I don't know what the parameters are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll have to cut that out, <laughs> I'm afraid. But um, Jesus then, um, you know, it wasn't worth it, do you know? No. And, you know I could so you didn't it, say I to yourself, it's better to burn up than to fade away. No, I didn't say that. I said, <laughs> I said, well, sure, if this is what, if it takes, if if this is what it takes for me to realise that this isn't worth it, you know, yes. that there must be something else. And I suppose that was 2002. I've been, I've been searching for that something else. I've been continuing. It's just a continuation yes. of that basic underlying search. And, and I that's say journey that what you've done there is you've, you've moved from an understanding of the sustainable and how to try and apply it in 3D yes. to, to realising that what's really called for yeah. is an inner yeah. sustainability. Yeah. Yeah. But I want to pause and uh, play the first song of your album because we're going to try and have some sort of structure to our plan of attack. And the first song is called Awakening. And, and I could introduce that, if I may. Please do. By saying that when the house went up on fire, I was emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, whatever angle you want to call it I didn't, there wasn't very much left to me I was very much depleted and I was very fortunate um, to have a space in my life where I could just do nothing because that's all I wanted to do I just wanted to do nothing and in that nothingness this, and it was usually um, it was a characteristic of any holiday or any space I give myself I'd sing or I'd play something Wonderful. you know and you had nothing yeah. else to do that's what I did naturally so I started playing music and singing, and um, the music then was informed and inspired and kind of gained a lot of, I, I, yeah, informed and inspired by the teachings, even though I would say teachings, I suppose, by the direction in life that I um, that I garnered from Eric Dowsett. Oh, brilliant. And his energy clearing work and awakening is, I suppose, my 
would be the easiest way to describe what, what happened when I met Eric first, because he seemed to open up a whole area of life that uh, is there within me all the time, but he just seemed to tap into it very quickly for me. You know? Yes, straight like to the point. Awakening into the power and the... And we actually the, met at an Eric Dowsett workshop right. in Port Leash, and, um, so that, and it's a, a key part of my uh, of my work as well. So it's, it's uh, yeah, it's a recognition, I suppose, of what uh, uh, of how actually uh, that introduction to energy work for me, uh, and as and, and you've been doing a lot of different work beforehand, uh, was really amazing to see how quickly you can um, interact with reality. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to in previous models would have been, say, for example, psychological. Yes. But right, let's revisit that. Invest yes. a bit more energy in it. Mm. And also, when I was four, that cropped up. Maybe we should talk about that for six weeks here in yes, therapy, yes. or 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 not look at it. Whatever it was, but everything was very long term. And and uh, and Eric does had a fantastic way of um, of just saying, why don't we just look at that right away, see what your yes. relationship is to it. Is a bit of resistance. Do you want to let that go? Probably isn't yours anyway. Okay. And to feel that instant shift was a, was a real revelation, wasn't it? Yeah, but it is important. I think there's a time in your life when you're able to hear something like what Eric is going to say. Mm. The simplicity of how you can switch a depressive situation into a win-win situation, yep. to put it in a nutshell. And it, it can be quite instantaneous. But in many cases, therapy is required because the level of lostness in the story that you feel you have of your life, yes. the, the amount of emotional investment in uh, all the people that you've met and all the situations that you've gone through is so intense that um, sometimes... Uh, you need you know, therapy as well. You do need the therapy, and you do need to go back into those four-year-old situations, you know. But what Eric But you can also go back yourself. That's what I think, um, and that's what I've found, is that um, I totally agree when you say the level of, of lostness, as in you are so immersed in your story that you think it is the truth. It's truth, yeah. Yeah, that's just it. That is who you are. It's where yeah. you've come from. That is actually what has happened to yeah. you in some sort of final you know, um, pretty much final way. And yes. you can make the best of a bad job, but they're the materials. You know, this yeah. idea of some oceanic energy field, which we can um, tap into tap and into, open yeah. to, mm. is um, an absolute revelation. But I've also found um, the self-healing, the being able to, in a therapeutic way, um, look after myself emotionally and energetically is also one of the great gifts that I yeah, got from I that. Yeah. Um, but let's play the song and um,
trying to think of, gosh, what on earth, um, which way to go. There's so many great songs on the album. They all came from different times and different ideas. I'll keep it up. That, right, yeah. that you were... Uh, yeah. That was a brilliant <laughs> album. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and I have to remind people, uh, they might not know already, that I've been involved right from the very beginning. Uh, maybe not the writing of the songs. But, um, inspiring. Yeah, definitely. Been inspiring. inspiring support. Uh, on a on a train from from Amsterdam to Hook van der Holland. That's the Absolutely. Place where you took that boat, and I was saying, you know, I wonder, could you do that? Uh, record an album, songs. 
Go for it, she says. <laughs> and now look what's happened. Yeah, exactly. I mean, a wonderful album, and it's called Under a Great Shady Tree. Yeah, Under a Great Shady Tree. And it, the one of the first recordings uh, was done in Windy's Field, and that uh, was many great shady trees in that field. You tell people who Windy is. Windy is, well, I'm sure everyone must know, Windy's always featured in, or you have oh, like, photos going past, uh, who's my trusty steed, who's now, who's going to be 25 this April. So this was probably back, um, did we reckon it was 2001 or 2003? No, 2005, 2006. 2006. Is that all happening then? That was after Vietnam. Yeah. But there's been so many different mm. things because um, that time, well, we'd already met in Fort uh, Leash at the, at the workshop. Then yeah. we were at a week in, in Holland. And afterwards, by chance, we were all met in Amsterdam again. And we decided, why don't we go busking? We're going to hit the big time. And some experienced buskers said, look, you know, just use one song. Don't like waste any time um, getting a whole like, repertoire together. This is your big chance. One song you love to play and give it 100% over and over again. So we set ourselves up and uh, no one was really getting the hint. So I followed, basically you played and off I went past you and threw in some money and then I pick it up again and then throw it in again on my way fast again. Just trying to get the vibe going. What about giving these lads, you know, some money? <laughs> and um, then uh, and then I played my party piece. can't remember even what it was now. I can't remember the Probably Smokey. Lay back in the arms of someone. You've got to play that at least 200 times to get the <laughs> full vibe going. I know what you played. It was the Simon and Garfunkel song um, about the lamppost. Uh, Slow down, you move too fast. <laughs> you, gotta you gotta make the morning last, boy. Kicking down some cobblestone. Looking for fun and feeling groovy. It's <laughs> so enjoyable. Brilliant even song. even 20, 23rd and 24th time. I think it was still a I success. Think it's great time. But we didn't make an absolute fortune. So we no, couldn't just. It wouldn't have been a success financially. Yeah, we, we might well have been on the streets that night, just there wasn't anywhere to go. <laughs> uh, there was more kind of prepared, like the ticket home. But yes, yeah, so there's, been, there's been various missions. And, uh, and one lovely, what, lovely mission was um, uh, Vietnam. Vietnam was great. Uh, there was. Uh, a lot challenging, of, but it was great. Yeah, and the, the principle of that workshop was uh, a lovely resort uh, in Vietnam uh, where 75 people um, who'd done a lot of energy clearing all got together and cleared, like, yeah, the principle was to clear non-stop for a week and then hold a space so that whatever clarity and, you know, equilibrium, your cellular structure, your mental, your emotional, physical, whatever had had got cleared in the first week was held in that new healthy state for a further kind of 28 days or 21 days or whatever it was to um, to establish it rather than having to go back into the chaotic yeah. or maybe you know, denser environment that we all had sprung from or <laughs> usually reside. And did you... What did you get out of that experience? Well, I suppose for me, it's hard to say really. I mean, I, I, agreed, I, I agreed with you that it was a great experience the minute that you said it there. 
But I think um, now in hindsight, I would actually change my view. I think it was more a a challenging time, really. It was four weeks of... um, Yeah, it was more a challenging time for me, I think. All the Eric Dowsett stuff, I think, I would have to say, I wouldn't have found it enjoyable. You know, this... The, I would have found it quite quite challenging because all the time I was coming up against myself and my this old battle ideas. with the old, yeah. with my mind and with the programming was a continual kind of pain in the arse, really. Yeah, and it's a pain. It's a pain to come up against it because it's um, uh, because you, you're one of the last vestiges, whatever the expression is, of. Um, uh, of your sometimes your peace of mind is a feeling that you might be right, you know. So what that has happened for me that I might not be emotionally that um, uh, relaxed, or I might not be that successful in in what I'm doing or whatever. But my but I was kind of right because I've given things a lot of thought, and you know my background was uh, philosophy, and, yeah. and you'd had a lot of um, uh, um, interaction with the church and yeah. and. Bible studies, I think. Quite well, Bible studies and relationship issues, I would have dealt with those from a Christian point of view. Yes. You know, because I was, I was a member of a lay Roman Catholic, quite um, avant-garde for its day, a religious community. Brilliant. And men and women living together. So we were looking at relationships and the difference between the sexes from a Christian point of view. Brilliant. Wasn't a very easy kind of kind of mix of. <laughs> no sex allowed. Anybody caught having any sort of conversation of any sort of equality was to be cast out. No, no, I wasn't quite like that. No, no, I was. Uh, <laughs> oh, sure. Well, this you know, is the thing. As we have as, as we have subsequently seen, the um, the there's a lot of divergence between the Christian view. Yeah. And the Roman Catholic view and the reality of sexuality, Do you know, there's a lot yeah. of there's huge bridges there to be, well, one you know, thing, to be crossed. Yeah, I think. And what we've what we've even thought about, uh, we've talked about in the past, um, uh, hanging out about the different uh, areas of energy that you can look into. So we we'd look into uh, the energy clearing and uh, through sound healing, which is just back from. And uh, art has been a great um, healing for me to let go of my perfectionism and my need to get the the right result or get something right. You know, there's been a real freedom in it. And and every every sort of diversion, animals, the countryside, nature, everything. Drama. Drama therapy, music therapy, art therapy, and what's the other common one? Um, Dance therapy, I think. Well, that's definitely come up. But... This, the thing is that there uh, is that you, you want to be able to let go of um, these. Uh, you don't you don't want to let go of the feeling that you've kind of come to some reasonable conclusion over yes. the time, and yes. that's what these workshops and energy clearing generally ask you to do. It asks you to say, is this a helpful understanding of reality? Is it even true in energetic terms that this is somehow right and that is somehow wrong? And the answer you always get is no, and then you have to let it go. And uh, and that can be very difficult if you've relied and trusted at least your intellectual capacity yes. and your, yeah. your reasonableness and fairness. 
so, I mean, I feel yeah, it was challenging. Basically, you, it's the same point, isn't it, that you're making that the programming that we have, whatever our beliefs or our yeah. opinions are, that you come up against these when you start delving into the energetic reality that you're, that you're a part of. And can you... Um, is your is your uh, yeah? Can you face these opinions and beliefs and problems and ask yourself, well, is this the way you want to live your life, or yeah? How about the uh, the living in the moment, the present reality that all is well? Yes, yes. Rather than being attached to an old idea and being just consistently, constantly aware of the discrepancy between the two things, the present moment and the idea of what you thought was right, the right way for that moment to be. The way, my experience of that, or my perception of that at the moment, having done the, uh, the building of the house and that burning, then the recording of the album and me realising, well, really, there's an awful lot more to me and my sound and my being than, uh, than I've expressed in the album, um, ex- exploring that and today the way that I see the thing and maybe an answer to what you're saying is you have your opinions and your beliefs and the things that you feel that say, well this is the way that life is going yes. and this is what this is this is what is going on in your mind yeah and this is the this is the this, this is the record playing in your mind whereas and of course in, uh, your mind is taking you out at the moment all the time because it doesn't, se- it doesn't seem to be interested really in answering those questions. You're either in the past worrying about something that happened or you're in the future worrying about something that's about to come. That's, I don't think the mind is really interested in just being right here and now. So the question I ask myself is when all the programming kicks into place and the record player or the, the tape recorder in the old parlance is switched on. Yes. I just asked myself the question, what do you want? Yes. You and know, that is different from, from the old question which you used to ask, and I'm going to play that song next because it's so beautiful, is, is this it? Yes. Because what used to happen when the old conditioning kicked in, would you be like, gosh, is this it? And you'd be trying to get in to, into the present moment, okay, if this is it, is this yes, enough? Is this yes, present moment yes. enough? We're still asking the questions. Yeah. Uh, rather than what, what do I yes, want good, yeah. going forward? And so I'm going to play that next. And um, hang on a second. Everyone prepare themselves.
Well, I really love that song. And I love uh, the beginning of it. It was just that sort of raw emotion in her voice. Mm. She comes in. And, uh, and you're obviously brilliant. And then the light um, guitar, by the end, you're totally um, kind of back on form. You know, some sort of clarity going off with the uh, lightness of step. So yeah. you've always been totally comfortable with like the full spectrum of emotions. I mean, that's, I think it's quite mm. unusual in a man. Yeah, I suppose yeah, I, I get that quite a lot. I suppose yes, a lot of men find the emotions difficult to um, to face and accept. And but um, I suppose no is my the short. Short answer to that one. But no, no, yes, no, there's no, a lot no, of no. facing. There's a lot of there's a lot of facing the emotions, but being quite relaxed with them. No, I think I think I've only really become relaxed with the emotions in the last year or two. Yes. If there's any if there's any relaxedness, it's really in the last year or two. And would that mean um, that they you can they can occur to you, you can feel them, but let them go. They don't get the better of you for like weeks on end, or how does that manifest? Yeah, I suppose uh, there's uh, there's a greater sense of contentment and happiness. There is that sense quite a lot as well of being very easily drawn back into old ways of thinking and old programming. Yes. But, uh, um, certainly, having the tools that I've gained from different modalities, principally Eric Dawson's work, and helping some great friends. I think having a teacher, having somebody there that you can ring up that you can trust in those mm. moments is probably the, the singular most important thing. You can read the books and you can go to workshops, but when you fall into that mire of emotional stuff, yeah. that quagmire of emotional turmoil, it's really to, to, but to I think you the point. It's you Yeah, I, I, you are always very generous about the uh, support and and influence and uh, that other people have brought you but I'm still very determined that everyone is just a mirror of you and that you're I agree totally and and you're dead right yes you're dead right and I I fully accept that so it's all kind of just uh, you've kind of generated everybody yeah you're you're attracting unto yourself what it is that you're opening yourself to yes and you have these are my intentions this is what I really want to do yes and really the trick, and I suppose, and I think I've said it already this evening, there's not an awful lot to say about this kind of stuff because it really is very simple. It's <laughs> your own, it's your own uh, switching your own programming, realising the stuff is arising and realising the power that's within you. It doesn't have to be like this. Yeah. And that switch can be instantaneous. Yeah, it can be instantaneous and... And realising the power within you and finding a way, your own unique expression of it, yes. as it rolls out of you. Yes. You're just thinking about it while the song was playing, that it, this power is just kind of passing through us all the time and yeah. to find healthy ways of expressing mm. it. And, I and think most of these songs, they just there was no discussion, there was no thinking, there's no planning of the songs. They just rolled out of me. Yes. It, yes. And I, mm. uh, I think we should play there. The song you wrote for me, surely. <laughs> we can do that, or there's This Is It. Well, that is that is funny because... Or maybe mention just This Is It. Yes. On the album, is it like this song that you're... The song you're just after hearing is, is This Is It. And it's accompaniment. <laughs> it's sister or cousin or... Answer. <laughs> its answer is 
the next song is This Is It. Which is yeah. absolutely magic because uh, to have that sort of level of breakthrough yeah. in you know under 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Is this really yeah. what there is? Well, yes, yes, this is course, really what yeah, there is. That, is. that is quite possible. And under 15 seconds, it is possible as well. <laughs> I have to be truthful and say that it took many years for that realisation to... The penny to drop. And for the penny to drop before I could write that song, yeah. Yes. And did you write them in that order? Yep. Yeah. They flowed one after the other. I like it. Hang on a second, let's hear it.
That one is this is we had Maria Buckley from the same village that I'm that I live in at the moment. She has a wonderful voice and it was really great that she participated and that she came on board and now because she really made that kind of duet. Magic. And uh, Simon Sempersky who produced, recorded, played most of the instruments. Fantastic. <laughs> What didn't he do? Oh, he was just great. He just uh, very imaginative, isn't he? Very extremely imaginative and could do most skilled. of what I asked him to do. So he was he was wonderful. Simon Sprzeski from Mullingar, originally from Poland. I was wondering, is it maybe a Eastern European name? Yeah. And has he done other albums? As he used to, he was quite, um, he was quite prolific before he came to Ireland, um, maybe about 10, 15 years ago, um, but he just left that music scene in yeah. Poland and he came to Ireland and uh, hasn't done an awful lot in Ireland, but um, yeah, I would be, I'd be very open to collaboration with him again. Yeah, I think there might have to be a... A second, uh, second project, and uh, we were just talking there. Well, the song was saying about the the beauty of a, a nine-minute song on radio, <laughs> and uh, in a way, what 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 this journey is about, and and wh- whether it's about entertainment or whether it's about um, delivering uh, a teaching or an understanding, or whether and and what how you described it brilliantly. Uh, as uh, instead of maybe attempting to draw people towards you and to your radio show, maybe the purpose is to draw people out of themselves in a way, to yes. to draw the the true nature of the person out of the listener. Yes, which is exactly what I what I'd love to do. I mean, I'd love for everyone to realise that eternal nature, the eternal aspect of their nature, 
yeah. and uh, and to realise some of that power at least that that, that every person has, and uh, the beauty of music with uh, a, um, a conscious lyrics, um, and uh, and and time that combination is there's a lot of time to to consider what's being said and yeah. how you feel about it, mm. which is. I suppose that song that is nine minutes long is this it um, I felt I needed to say it again and again and again is this it because that's the that was, For life the, luck. That was <laughs> that's the way it was for me you keep on asking the question is this it is this it's that funny get this across <laughs> me to the nine minutes and when you uh, released the album did you have a vision for it was it like I just want to get this out. Uh, did you say something about it being a dream of yours or a goal of yours to have to complete it, and or or is there some something you'd like to, some way you'd like to take it or let it be whatever it is? Or yeah, well, I suppose in a nutshell, I'd like to be whatever it is. I'd like it to be. I'd like to let it be whatever it is. Uh, when I recorded the album first and had it produced, though. I do feel I was very much, I found myself very much in a box of, well, here I am, I have this music, I can call myself now a singer, songwriter, musician, stroke, whatever, I have, um, uh, I shall get this CD um, duplicated, I'll have whatever amount of copies to sell in order to recoup the money that I put into it. So it became a business venture, really. Um, And I've very much kind of found myself in the only model of presenting myself as a musician that that I saw out there, which was really uh, a business venture. You had a marketing exercise now to get your name out there, get yourself on radio, start doing gigs. Mm. Well, I guess (laughs) just as we're saying there, just as we're saying about this radio show, trying to draw people in towards me rather than really what the whole point of the album was to draw me out of myself and maybe then as a, as a ripple effect helping others yes. to draw themselves out of themselves. I think the um, best we can do is to make everything a conscious process. So the when you can almost re, just re-word um, the idea of a marketing venture. And, and say to yourself, uh, or when, you know, us, us, we can say to ourselves, you know, that, that what we're also doing is building, uh, you know, a- expanding on the ways that we can um, express or put across our, uh, a message. Yes. Uh, or the sorts of people that we can interact with, widening those circles. As Einstein said, widening our circles of compassion to all living things, all of nature and its beauty. And we, you, what, what these sorts of ventures, you suddenly find that you might be a bit intimidated by some groups, people yes. like maybe an audience, I mean, yes. getting over and you know, uh, playing to hundreds of people yes. is a, a very uh, important personal part of the process mm. um, and, and not, not at all in, in monetary terms, that's very much secondary. And, yes. and, the, same, and, and the lovely conscious exercises of... Um, uh, receptivity that we're all so bad at. We all think we have needs and we want we want something and we need something, but actually, uh, we're we're actually much 
much more orientated to giving. So to make yourself move from the process of delivering an album the best that your heart and mind and skills and talents had to offer, pulling it together, and then to say, um, okay, I'm going. Uh, can I actually receive a claim for this? Can I actually receive money for this? Uh, you know, whatever form that energy takes. You know, applause. Everybody there is shouting. That gorgeous song. You know, at, when I was down at the album launch and and the gig in in um, that I came to down there. This it's actually it's almost more difficult to receive, and that um, than it is to to make the offering in the first place. And that's something that I think lots of people experience in every area of their lives. So, in a way, hopefully, the business model can provide all the challenges we need. On the, on the next part of the personal journey as well, without get or did you find it it slightly detracted from the happiness of the thing? Um, well, I'm not sure what came first, whether it was the business model just didn't seem to be it. As, um, so we've got can, loads of cats around. Yeah, we've got good company here. I think he's and, and Sophie, really who's a wild cat, who never approaches anybody has decided that Vincent is the best thing since sliced bread <laughs> and she's taken up residence on his arm so the business model didn't resonate well I think what it was really when I, mean, I said the business model I got into that and there's a certain amount of slogging through that it just didn't seem to resonate but I don't think that was really what took over it was that uh, there was there was there was continual um, uh, there was there was there was continual letting go happening you know you know working through the energies yeah. and as I worked through the energies and my body started opening up and of course I came to meet some great singing teachers oh, like um, like Chloe Goodchild of the Naked Voice um, she founder of the Naked Voice. Uh, I sang in front of her and I said, God, what is this? You know, my whole... I just stood there and just a big awe. That's all she asked. She played a harmonium and be gone. I just... A part of my body. I visited parts of my body with my breath and my note and my sound that I've never experienced before. Wow. And it was just amazing. And I just said, what have I been doing with this? It immediately put my album into some sort of focus. Not to say that I was, I was, um, uh, I was disowning it or feeling that it was um, uh, kind of belittling the album, but put where my expression and the energies that were opening up, put it all into some sort of context. Like I've got to open to this more. Yes. I suppose that started a journey for two or three years, which I'm. Still on, really um, exploring the the different facets of my voice and Brilliant. finding that space. Like the album came from a time when I was given that space, or I this space or arose, or as we said earlier, I attracted yeah. and my intentions yeah. brought this space into my life that I had this opportunity to write this album. And I suppose the since then it has been creating or attracting that space into my life that will open up this 
other expression of my sound and my voice, you know, the quest, I, I did question what was I doing with the now that my voice, now that I can see, I can when I sing with my whole body mm. as opposed to maybe from just my chest up, which is very much maybe what my first album uh, is a manifestation of. But when I speak, when I sing with my whole body and realizing, getting more in tune with how that's affecting the listener. Um, kind of, I've forgotten my train of thought there now. Yeah, well, I, I think that is, is, is brilliant because well, you're, you're, you're talking about how you're, it's taking you off on another journey. of Yes, uh, another journey. So there's a new space. I'm creating a new space. Mm. Um, I'm making decisions at the moment about some buildings and things about creating a space where I can express this. Yes. And there's a, there's, there is now a healing element to it because I know it's so effortless and so easy to attract another person to me and to offer this to them because it's so much a part of what I feel my voice can offer, you know, if somebody's interested, you know. It's and so is simple. that sound healing? Because yeah. you, uh, you've, you've talked about sound healing, but I don't really know what it is. And I was wondering if it's a bit like Tantra that we were also talking about, where yeah. you come to embody uh, healthy energy more yeah. and more. Is that similar Basically, sort of thing? It, you know, all these modalities are, have the same root um, source. Mm. Um, and, um, rather than human beings having um, spiritual experience for spirit beings having human experience, we're basically energy. And to, as we slowly open up to this reality, um, we find that so many things um, that um, there are so many different ways of tapping into this energy. But I just know instinctively, I know my heart sings when I use my voice or dance as well. Yeah. Dancing and singing, there's no, the, my mind has very little. There's very little mind work going on. Uh, the sound is just it's just there. It's effortless. And it's not necessarily that I have any plan about it. No. Most of the sounds that I'm that I that I that the album didn't have a plan about it and it arose and I recorded it and it's out there for anybody who wants to avail of it. This, the sound How can people get hold of it, by the way? Is there a website? www.fionthon.com So spell out that, Fionthon. F-I-O-N-N-T-A-I-N. Fionthon. Brilliant. So that's uh, it's just because some people are listening in America and Fionthon is very Irish. It's the Irish of, of uh, your name, isn't it? So it's, it's the Irish of, of Finton. Yeah. Which is... An English translation of the original name, the it's original Fionn Thon. Yeah. <laughs> so you come back one to the, the original. First, one of the first, I'm, I always love telling the story, which, which I won't go into now, but the, the mythological story of the beginning of Ireland. Fionn was one of the first men to come to Ireland, himself and some other lad, I, I can't remember the name, with 70 women on a boat from, Rock and roll. from Egypt. <laughs> You must be making it up now. No, no, no. This is the story. Noah, Noah's granddaughter, I think it was, C- Cesar. 
I could be wrong now in the pronunciation there. But um, he said, no, I'm only building one boat. And she said, okay, that's fine. I'll go off and build my own. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so this, this, this is the untold story of Noah's granddaughter <laughs> or grandniece or whatever. And off she went. And there were seven ships they built. And uh, a lot of them floundered. Is that the word? Floundered. Yes. On, the, on rough seas. But one managed to reach Ireland. Two men and 70 women <laughs> responsible for the propagation of the Irish species. <laughs> oh, gosh, I wonder so what great time. Time. Yes, <laughs> Or maybe just five men. Well, that's very few men anyway. So uh, is it that, um, are any of your songs about that sort of uh, historical moment or dream of how you thought your life might turn out with the uh, harem of 70 and just run out of rent to help. The harem of 70? Yes, well we were just thinking about the uh, Fionn and his uh, and his 70 <laughs> wives. <laughs> so, no, none of my songs have been inspired by a particular story. No. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so what shall we say now and, and why? What would be the... Is, is, are you thinking that, uh, I mean, there's, 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 there's different enjoyable things, but what would you like, what would you like them to play now and what would you, on what account? I suppose the, uh, the last song on the album um, would be the one that uh, would be most, would, would be most personal to me, would be the one that would be most autobiographical, the one that would really say the way it was at that particular time. Yeah. So I think it's the one, and I think it's the one that seemed when I when I when I played it live. Yes. Um, it's the one that most people felt Love. most attracted to. And you know, funnily enough, it's really the one that I suppose, in a sense, it's good that it's the last song on the album, because it it, it hurls in the next stage. I think of whatever I, it is I'm going to offer to people, which is the very. It was my first take on the song. Yes. All the other songs are highly engineered, mm. huge amount of work and um, instrumentation, and orchestration. This was the first take. It's just me and a guitar, just being me. Wow. Um, so I know that I have to do very little in order to, whatever it is I do, I don't think it's, I mean, I love, I love all the, I love the work it is in all the other yes. songs. And I love that. I must say I'm not going to do that. But there's an element to what I have to offer, which is very simple too, mm. and um, and is enough, which is so one of the main messages I've been feeling that people need to hear, is that if you can identify that unique something, uh, and even even before you identify what that something is that you are offering, is to is to realise that that is enough. You know, that you know, that you had, you explored both. You explored the great uh, elaboration and collaboration yes. of of music, but you also recognised that what you have is enough to share, and um, in itself, which is yes. a, a, a lovely self acknowledgement that yeah. I think many people you know, never think of having. You know, so let's play it anyway. Here we go. Thank you. 